Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Team Wealth Radio. Um, I hope you have had a great week uh, since our last radio show. And I am very excited because the woman that is on our show today is a doctor. She is a pharmacist. She's a naturopathic physician. And she saved my back (laughs) uh, when I was in pain. But we also went to high school together. And she's accomplished a lot of really cool things in her life. So she's going to be able to hopefully motivate you and inspire you, but also teach you a little bit about uh, health and alternative health because... Medicine doesn't always work for everyone, and naturopathy doesn't always work for everyone, and she combines both to help people. So welcome to the show, Dr. Shabita Teta. Hi, thanks for joining us. Hi, hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to be talking to Brandy England, who I went to high school with. It's crazy (laughs) how life works. You reconnect after all these years. Um, So no, thanks for having me. Super excited. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. And and not only do I appreciate you coming on the show, but you fixing my back is great. I have a really bad hip, everyone, and it <laughs> throws my whole body off and I get kind of cranky and sore. And uh, all of a sudden we were, I, I put it out on Facebook that I was in pain and she's like, oh, I have a clinic a block away from where your office is. So I went there and she fixed me. So I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> Yeah, this is what happens so often, right? People think that there's really difficult problems that uh, nobody can solve. And really, it's just a matter of spending time with the patient, putting your hands on the patient to see where their spine is, you know, whether it's aligned, misaligned, what those muscles are doing. And it was pretty, pretty simple. But you came in and you put in that time and effort. And I'm glad to hear that you're doing better. But we got to check you out again soon. (laughs) I'm going to take a lot of work. I'm very broken. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. Just keep at it. (laughs) Yeah. So what I, what I really love about what you do is you combine medicine, which like from your pharmacist background with alternative things. And, And sometimes the alternative stuff can be called hokey by some, even though it's been practiced for thousands of years in certain cultures like India and China. And, and then there's the, the medicine that we've, come to be accustomed to in North America that doesn't always work. And I love that you combine both because sometimes we need both. So can you tell everyone a little bit about who you are, how you became who you are and why you're passionate about it? For sure. So um, to go back a little bit, I'm, so I'm a naturopath and, and a pharmacist, but before that I am, well, I am a person that has gone through a number of health challenges. And basically I was, fine in in high school super healthy never you know just the occasional cold cough whatever nothing nothing major at all and I just kept going I was a super high achiever um uh being Indian <laughs> uh, East Indian and having that background I always uh, was told to you know strive to do my best at school and that was sort of just drilled into me kind of as I was growing up it's just kind of part of the culture I think not for everybody, but in my household it was. I grew up with a younger sister who also is a super high achieving, as you know, Brandy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we uh, went to school getting, you know, straight A's, all of that stuff. I uh, wanted to do pharmacy. I knew that. I wanted to do some form of medicine. What I thought in high school was that I would do four years of pharmacy, do four years of med school, specialize in something, be a career woman, 
maybe have kids. Like literally I had that much planned out of my life, right? I thought I thought I had complete control over everything and the universe had a completely different idea. So I um, decided to go to UCFV, now UFV, the University of Fraser Valley for a year after after high school. And at that time I started to have, it was literally like kind of a snapshot, sudden onset abdominal pain. And I was like, what, what is going on here? I started to have blood in my stool. Um, and again, coming from, my dad's a pharmacist, so I, have a, I had an idea about um, the sciences and, uh, you know, medical type things. So I was like, this is clearly not normal. I went into the doctor. Um, they told me to, you know, give, give my samples, give uh, blood tests. And I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis pretty quickly. Like a lot of people, it takes, you know, a number of months, sometimes even years, because it is a difficult to diagnose condition. But for me, it was, it seemed pretty quick because it came on so suddenly and so severe. Uh, I dropped about 20, 25 pounds. I was on, uh, I was on 30 pills within that first week, just and had from nothing from somebody who had never taken, you know, any medication in my in my past was super healthy. And then to go to that, it was literally like my life changed within it was over uh, December break. So within that uh, Christmas break, I I was like, what, what is going on? But again, being that kind of optimistic overachieving, I thought, okay, this is just a little blip. I'll go back to school and everything will be fine. And it was for a little bit, but it never fully went back to the way things were or how I had hoped that they would be. And I struggled with ulcerative colitis for for a number of years. I actually had an ileostomy, which means my whole colon was removed and it was under emergency surgery. I had the ileostomy bag for two years and then I had it reversed. It's called a J-pouch or ilioanal reservoir procedure, which basically means that since I don't have a colon, they constructed kind of a small intestine and a large intestine out of my um, small intestine. And so it looks like a J internally, which is why they call it the J pouch. Um, so that's what I currently have right now. I was doing well for a few years. I went to far- I did uh, get accepted to UBC pharmacy school. Um, I was doing that. It was a difficult program, but I was living on my own. Um, and then things started to you know, kind of take a a downhill turn again. And I started getting pain again, and it happened to be my gallbladder. So after a number of gallbladder attacks, my gallbladder was removed. This again was before I really looked into any of the natural stuff, any of the alternative medicine. It was all sort of like following exactly what the doctor said um, in their sort of treatment, you know, treatment ladder. So Uh, The gallbladder was removed and during that gallbladder surgery, and we still don't know exactly what the the cause was, but we believe it's um, that a few nerves were nicked. So basically there was nerve damage after the gallbladder surgery. And what I have right now is something referred to as CNS sensitization or central nervous system sensitization, which basically means that my body still thinks that there is pain, there is a fire alarm going off, they need to let me know that it's pain, 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 when really there isn't. And um, about three years ago, I got a spinal cord stimulator implanted. And that basically distracts my brain from the pain signal. And I'm able to control the intensity of the signal. Um, But yeah, that's what I have implanted. There's two little leads that go up in the epidural space. And I have a battery planted just kind of in my lumbar area, so lower 
right flank and I have a little, I have my cell phone and then I have my <laughs> spinal cord stimulator charger. So those two are in my purse at all times. So I can control um, the intensity up or down. So that's what I have. Um, spinal cord stimulators has helped tremendously. But if you look at it, I was diagnosed when I was 19 with ulcerative colitis to the point when I had the spinal cord stimulator, which was three years ago. I'm 30. I just turned 35 right now. So a good you know, chunk of time that I have uh, you know, been in and out of hospitals, tried every type of nerve block diagnostic test, um, pain medication, and with everything going on in our world today with the opioid crisis, da-da-da-da, I mean, I've tried everything, every narcotic possible. So I really do have um, a lot of empathy when it comes to patients that are dealing with similar situations. And it doesn't have to be even chronic pain. It just has to be conditions, diseases, whatever it is that take you out of life's game, like you're on the sidelines. And I totally get that. So um, pretty much in my second year of pharmacy school, I realized that, yeah, I would still love to be a doctor. I don't know how feasible it would be because I was going through all these health challenges. Uh, I came across naturopathic medicine through my own research. My mom gave me uh, some information. Everybody throws a ton of things at you to try this, try this, try this. So as I was sifting through all those little post-it notes, I was like, okay, yeah, naturopathic medicine. I looked into it. I tried it myself and it wasn't a cure-all for me. It wasn't that magical quick fix that you hear a lot of um, naturopathic students talk about that, oh yeah, I tried this, it was miraculous, and now that's why I'm in the program. It wasn't that for me. I actually needed a combination of both. There were times when I needed more of naturopathic medicine and less of the conventional stuff, and then vice versa. So that's why I feel that I'm not typically just all on the conventional side or all on the alternative side. I really fall somewhere in the middle because that's where my beliefs are. I've seen it uh, in myself. I continue to use both. Um, some more than others at times. And I've seen it uh, happen to help many other patients, uh, my patients now. So yeah, I think that's why I like to blend uh, both and kind of bridge the gap between conventional and naturopathic medicine. I, I, I love that you do that because I, I find when we talk about mental health a lot on this show, obviously, um, and I find that that's that's what's necessary. I mean, I know a lot of people that needed medication to help the balance the brain chemicals and all that, but it was a lot of changes just internally within their body um, yeah. that needed to be healthier as well. So, absolutely, yeah. Do you find do you ever have people come to your office? Um, I know you deal with a lot of a lot of things, like you you help people with addiction and weight loss and overall wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I guess addiction sometimes can come from someone struggling with their mental health uh, and trying different drugs and alternatives and things like that. Do you ever for sure when you're working with people? Do you work with their mental health as well as their physical because they're so interconnected or? Um, absolutely. Actually, what I do at every visit. So my first visit typically is well. First of all, it's a 15-minute complimentary session to just see whether we're a good fit for each other. And mainly, it's whether I'm a good fit for them. I'm going to take any patient possible. So if they resonate with me, we give that 15-minute complimentary consult. But that initial visit is 60 minutes for a naturopath, typically. And you compare that to a medical doctor. They just don't have the time, right? They're in and out. It's quick, quick. Um, And that's just the way things are. There's nothing bad about that. Um, but it is that 60-minute 
consult and I always show patients the healing triangle. And what that is, is a triangle made up of the mental, emotional and physical planes of a person in the center of that triangle is ideally our center of gravity where we hopefully are balanced, where everything is kind of in equilibrium, but 99.9% of us are pulled in one, two or more directions. So there absolutely is a connection between your mental health, your emotional health and your physical health. And I feel naturopathic medicine actually gets to the root cause of that, um, Mm. root cause of what's going on and provides a comprehensive and holistic approach to help you just gain back some control and get back to a balance where hopefully you're in that middle or as close to the middle as possible, balancing that center of gravity. So mental health is, is huge. Mental and emotional health is huge. I love that you said that. I'm actually taking notes while you're talking, and I just mm-hmm. kind of wrote, drew out the triangle. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I used like these seminars on for Royal Caribbean cruise lines. They were called Vitality Seminars, and we talked yeah. about healthy body, spirit, and mind. And so that's mm-hmm. very similar to what you just kind of described. And I like that because balance is so important. Um, we just took a yeah. commercial break, but okay. going to delve more into your triangle after. <laughs> we'll Sounds be right great. back after this commercial break, everyone. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. 
Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, we're here with Dr. Shabita Teja. She's the one that fixed my back and my hip. (laughs) And we went to high school together and she's just got a lot of awesome things to say, not only about your emotional health, uh, but your mental and physical health as well, because that's what she does on an everyday basis. And a lot of us need to fine tune some of the things that we do to take care of ourselves every day. So she's going to hopefully teach us all a lot. So thanks again, Shabita, for coming on the show. (laughs) Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So before we went to the break, we talked about the healing triangle, the emotional, mental, and physical, because I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. I even drew a triangle. Oh, well, awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what, what was your, maybe when you were younger, take us back to when you were younger. Were you very balanced in those three things, or did you have, I know you said that people get pulled to one direction or another. What was, where was your pull, or were you always a fairly balanced person? Because I've never not seen you balanced, but I guess we all have our public life and our private life. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, right? I look like I had it all together on the outside, I guess. And I think when I was younger, so say back to my back to my teens in high school, I thought I was pretty balanced. On paper, I was. I would always satisfy. I kind of lived the principle. And again, being brought up in an Indian household, my family, my parents uh, kind of pushed forth this idea that, you know, always satisfy your body, your mind, and your soul. So do something in each day that satisfies one, like all of those things. So I would go to the gym, obviously go to school, try and do my best at that. And then we would tend to go to the mosque at night. Um, and not everybody did in my, in my family or, or we would try to, if we weren't able to physically go there. So I thought I, I thought I was pretty balanced. I thought I, you know, had a check mark in all of those categories, but I didn't understand why I was still kind of, you know, I'm, I was running. I was running on that treadmill, but I wasn't going anywhere. And I think because I never fully knew who I was, um, I was doing things for being perfect on paper. I was doing it to satisfy this idea of what I wanted. And I mentioned before the uh, before the commercial break that I you know, thought I would do four years of pharmacy school, four years of med school, specialize in something, be a career woman. And it was just kind of like, Shabita, what are you, you know, what are you thinking? Life has a different plan for you. And unfortunately, since it was a lot of health challenges that I went through, they weren't, you know, they weren't the greatest to go through, but I really wouldn't change it because it brought me to my knees. And I think I had to get that low before I built myself back up. And when I built myself back up, I realized that taking things off your to-do list, um, you know, making sure that everything looks perfect in your planner does not, um, you know, equate or amount to a life fulfilled. It really, it really doesn't. So yeah, I think I, I think I thought that I was balanced, but, but I wasn't, I was struggling. And even uh, my sister actually uh, deals with some mental health challenges. She's a medical doctor and same thing coming from a uh, sim- well the same household uh, where you strive for quote unquote perfection and she struggles with obsessive compulsive disorder and it's more the compulsive thoughts and it kind of came to a head for her with uh, postpartum uh, anxiety and, and depression after the birth of her first child and so mm. now I'm happy to say that she's a lot better and it is with the combination of naturopathic and um, conventional medicine and again you need the the combination, but here's a medical doctor that is asking, you know, what can I do naturally for this? And like you had mentioned, there's a chemical imbalance. So there are the medication, which she, which she takes, and then everything else that you can do to help support, support yourself. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and and you you mentioned like from an Indian household, mm-hmm. what is so if you go if you go to your cultural side of mental and physical health, mm-hmm. is I think India is kind of one of the, the the better ones or the more up and up on the naturopathy. Is that true yeah. or is seen? Yeah, what is what is the cultural take on that? The cultural take on the medicine is. Um, it's quite positive because we come from the Ayurvedic background where Indian, that, that's a Indian holistic medicine. So culturally, it was kind of infused in everything that we did, you know, like turmeric. And now golden milk is such a big thing. But for us, it was just adding turmeric powder to our milk growing up. Like that wasn't such a big deal. Um, or having, you know, flavorful foods and tons of spices and vegetarian and, you know, all of those things. So that's just kind of part of um, our upbringing, but in as you look in in the West, there's more and more adaptations of the standard American diet or SAD. So now there's tons of sugar, and people are dealing with, you know, heart health challenges and diabetes and all of that. So it's all that kind of, you know, keep trying to keep the good from the from the past and then merge it into the present without being bogged down with all of the the fast food preservatives and whatnot. So. Yeah, but it's something that was accepted for sure. And I guess the hardest thing when a lot of people judge like naturopathy and all this, like self-healing and healing from within and it's the foods and the energy and all that that you put into yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's hard to prove that. Where like medicine, like a pill, you can take 50 people, put them in a room, give them a pill and another 50 people in another room, not give them the pill or give them a placebo or whatever. You can kind of judge the effects on that where totally. it's, I guess it's a little bit harder to say, oh, change your diet, get more exercise, drop out the things that are unhealthy for you and to test that because it's, it's less fixed, right, than than one specific pill or medicine or something. So I think it's harder to to sometimes prove. But then you see all these amazing people that have been in like stage three or stage four cancer, and all of a, all of a sudden moved to the countryside and started eating only raw foods and then exercise, and all of a sudden they're they're in remission completely. And you see, so you hear these stories, and you wonder, is it a miracle or or what is it? So I guess it's harder to yeah. really know, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was my challenge too, coming again from the pharmacy background where everything was evidence-based, like literally evidence-based medicine is the the foundation upon which <laughs> pharmacy school was built. So then I go from that to naturopathic medicine where it is all about that individual and individualized medicine. And like you're saying, it is very difficult to, you know, do randomized controlled trials on that. But there, there are... Now, um, we, we've realized, I think, as a naturopathic community that we have to catch up. So there are trials being done. And if you look into the Mediterranean diet, that is one of the, you know, proven diets out there that actually has some, um, you know, robust evidence behind it that even pharmacists are accepting. And I've had, you know, doctor, of phar- like PharmDs uh, tell me that, yeah, that diet I would, you know, I would get behind because that is some robust uh, evidence. So I think we are catching up. Um, homeopathy is a little bit more difficult to prove. And again, as a pharmacist, I thought I would never prescribe homeopathic remedies just because how can it work? But again, you look at the history behind that and you can't sometimes deny what you see in front of you when a patient is taking the remedy and then a few weeks later, a lot of their symptoms have improved. So if it's the right remedy and it matches there is a placebo effect for sure, but placebo is also proven now. So if that, all I, all I care about really is getting my patients better. So if they're better, it doesn't matter really how, how they get there, as long as it's safe 
and hopefully effective. And, and like the placebo pill that we're talking about for anyone who's listening and doesn't know, it's literally yeah. like a sugar pill that people think is the real thing. And I think the yeah. fact that the placebos often work just as well as the actual medicine really goes to show that homeopathy and healing from within is, is a real thing. Like that's almost the proof in the pudding right there, right? Exactly. You're thinking you're, you're getting healed by this little sugar thing that's going yes. inside. I think it's fascinating. But that's exactly it. That's totally mind over matter and that it, it, in and of itself is proof, like you're saying. So it is um, absolutely true. Our mind is very powerful and it can be our best friend and our worst enemy. Um, literally, we have we have the choice. I know not a lot, um, some people don't. There is that chemical imbalance there and that is a very real thing and needs to be um, looked at uh, properly by, by a physician. Um, but we do, our, our thoughts are, are going at a hundred times the rate as, uh, when we speak. So if you can just imagine your self-esteem, all of that is tied into your thoughts. So we either, it's like an, it's like a muscle, you either exercise that positive voice in your head saying I'm good or exercise a muscle that says I am not good and I am not good enough. And, whichever one you're exercising is going to get bigger and stronger and more powerful. And it's just a matter of choosing to say, I listen, thank you for coming <laughs> this negative voice, but I'm choosing to listen to the positive one over here. And it's, it's just practice as is exercise. It's just hitting the gym. So hitting the mind gym. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. There's all those new apps and stuff out that test your brain and, and keep it on fire. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I was curious, I haven't heard about the Mediterranean diet, but is that like mostly fish and olives kind of thing? Like a lot of healthy fats and all that or? Yeah, it's looking at um, adding an olive oil to your diet, um, making your plate filled with uh, vegetables, a little bit of fruit, having some of the, the fish and chicken and beef, you know, grass fed, organic, ideally, but really just focusing on um, vegetables as primary, then protein, uh, then a little bit of uh, fat and healthy fat. So the avocado, olive oil, um, coconut oil, and then uh, the sugars are way on the on the bottom of that reverse pyramid, if you will. So, yeah, it's interesting because I, I remember doing a report about the world when I was traveling for some mm-hmm. speech of giving, mm-hmm. and. I- it, it really showed that every single, um, all the countries that have the highest life expectancy and all the cities are all on the ocean. And yes. so it's kind of, it goes to show that like fish and fresh air and <laughs> all those healthy fats and things like that and the lifestyle, I think. Because when you live, like we live close to Vancouver, British Columbia, and there's beach and mountains right there. So you're you're pushed and compelled every day to go outside and enjoy nature and get the fresh air and, and eat the good food because you feel better to go hiking up the mountains because it's so gorgeous. Absolutely. Kind of like the Mediterranean diet thing too. (laughs) Well, yeah. And they were studying, I mean, the trial, there's a number of trials out there, but they were studying um, people in Okinawa and those are, they have the longest life expectancy over there. And they were looking at what type of diet they ate. And it was very similar to the Mediterranean diet. And so that's where all of this kind of came to be that what are you know how long are they living wow they're living till they're almost 90 well what are they eating and they were eating fish at least three times a week seven servings of vegetables maybe one or two servings of grain per day um, eating a lot of you know vitamin uh, rich foods so and they didn't eat that much fruit enjoyed eggs a few times a week but you know it's so that's what they were looking at and then um, 
they uh, looked at it in more detail. Mm. Yeah. I always love the, the, the studies that they do and all those documentaries where they show how much sugar is in certain things because we really don't realize oh, how yeah. so sugar is for us. I think it was yes. like 13 spoonfuls in a Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah, at least. Yeah, I think there's actually, uh, I think it's 13 tablespoons, but yeah, I'd have to look that up. But yeah, it's an insane amount. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And if you take that and like literally pile it on a plate in front of you over a week, say you drink one a day and that's yeah. pretty average for the average American. Mm-hmm. When I looked at, the, I mean, some people have two or three. I, I remember when I was working at a restaurant and there was a, a family and their six or seven year old ordered six Coca-Cola refills in the time of dinner. And I finally oh, wow. said to his mom, I said, I'm sorry, I'm not bringing any more. I'm bringing him water because I was I was <laughs> pissed off that she would allow him. We do yeah. have to go to commercial break. I'm going to rant about Pepsi and Cola and all this <laughs> During the commercial break, we'll be back in just a minute with Shabita again, everyone. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're here with Dr. Shabina Teja, and she has been fixing my back, and she's amazing, and she's giving us some great tips on our own mental health and physical health, um, and I just appreciate her being on the show. And we went to high school together, so we've known each other for like 104 years, right, Shabita? Uh, yeah, 103, 104, something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both eat healthy and take good care of our bodies so that's there you go yeah exactly we're passing the okinawas by now <laughs> yes we are we gotta go to japan and show off <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um so i kind of want to go back now we've talked a little bit about health and we'll probably get more into that because it's something we're both super passionate about and eating healthy and taking care of your body and all that but totally, i just yeah. really want to go back to um 
you're you're an entrepreneur, basically. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. you're a pharmacist, you're a physician, you do a whole bunch of things. But you're an entrepreneur, and you have you you have your own clients and things like that. When you were a teenager, you talked about wanting to go into medicine and all that. Did your family really want you to go into medicine, or was that really you, and they just wanted you to be successful, or was it? Is are your parents both doctors, and that kind of pushed you in that direction too, or? Um, so my dad's a pharmacist. My mom's a stay-at-home mom. She did do a degree in biochem, I believe, but didn't finish at UBC. So she always had this push, and I guess it was almost subliminal. She, she'll she say that she never pushed us. So both me and my sister are just like, uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> you did push us. But um, I think it was from this need for because well she didn't finish right so she wanted us to finish and she wanted us to have a good education and that was sort of drilled um drilled to both me and and my sister but no they're they're both not uh, doctors but it does come from that um mentality to shoot for the stars right so have a doctor in front of your name or you're an engineer or you're a lawyer like literally again like what we talked about earlier before the commercial break was um you know perfect on paper or striving for that apex whatever that may be but that's what I had to realize as I grew up and again going through the health challenges and being brought to my knees and realizing what's actually important in life and that you don't have control over it like is um reaching the quote-unquote apex in life um all that worth it if you're not happy so I had to re, you know, realign my realign my focus. And I did always want to help people. I knew that. And I thought I wanted to be a medical doctor. But I realized in my second year of pharmacy that maybe naturopathic medicine is more suited. And that wasn't the path that my dad wanted me to take. My mom was a little bit more supportive. My dad being a pharmacist, he had two pharmacies that he had just uh, started. He started later in life. He was a store manager at, uh, or pharmacy manager, excuse me, at London Drugs. So he started uh, his entrepreneurship later in life. So he was just starting his two pharmacies in Abbotsford when I was finishing up school. So his idea was that I would work at one or both of them. And when I decided after finishing the pharmacy degree that I actually wanted to go on and do naturopathic medicine, he just couldn't understand that. Um, so it was, I, I didn't really follow the path that, that they wanted, but I followed what my soul wanted and I followed what I truly thought was, was my passion. And it is, and it shows it's my passion because it took me a heck of a lot longer than four years, which is a typical amount of time it takes. It almost took me double that because of the health struggles I went through. I had to take a leave of a medical leave of absence and there was one point where it almost didn't make sense for me to return. And I thought, okay, I guess it's not in the stars for me to finish. But I kept pushing forward. And I'm so happy I did because I truly love what I do right now. And um, I'm happy I'm happy doing it. I mean, I think that's so important. I mean, obviously, you think it's important, too. But what... Uh, people are always saying, oh, do I choose the path that I'm told to go on or do I choose the one that makes me happy? Do I find a balance in that? And and I have my own very strong opinions on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, where, where do you come from? And, and I know you talked about wanting to have kids and things like that and your sister has kids. And yeah. what do you think is the right way for a parent, if there's a parent or teacher listening, from your mm-hmm. perspective on how to guide their child as to where to go in that? Wow. Yeah, that's a tough one. Parenting, like I look at my sister, she's got two kids with a third on the way. 
And I love my nephews are three and a half and one and a half so much. And I see how important parenting is. And it kind of terrifies me a little bit and excites me a little bit at this at the same time, because there's such a responsibility there. But um, so I can't speak to parenting because I am not a parent, but I can speak to um, being a kid because I was one. And when I was a kid, I, I, again, thought everything had to be perfect on paper. I wasn't really a normal kid. I didn't really fantasize and dream about all the amazing possibilities. I really thought what was practical and what, um, what was I going to achieve and how would it look on the outside. And I had to learn that that's not uh, what life is. So you have to follow your passion. I fully believe that. Um, I think you have to do something that feeds your soul. And I think that if you are passionate about what you're doing, And you do that, you really, there's that quote, right? You don't work a day in your life if you do what you love. And if we can give that to our kids, I think that's, that's the greatest gift. Like, mind you, obviously, like it has to be practical in the sense that everybody has to eat. We all love food and we have to have a roof over our heads. So, you know, take what I'm saying with a, with a grain of salt, obviously. But if we can let our children discover who they truly are let them explore let them my my nephew right now the three and a half year old loves building and uh you know my brother-in-law is not a builder my sister's not a builder he just loves fixing things so they took him to home depot he's got his little orange apron and he and he loves it they're fostering that passion that is something that he was clearly born with and it might not lead to him being you know, at the top of his game as an engineer, but it might lead to him loving what he does and making a good living from that. And I think that should be the focus um, and helping to foster that passion in in our kids and the future generation. I don't know. That's what I I think. I like that answer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Such a cornball. (laughs) Oh, I think that's great. I, I, yeah, I just... I love it because everyone has their own kind of perspective on it. And I think my, my I'm satisfied with your answer. My mother, who's also has a different opinion on me, you're satisfied with your answer. So I think you're a very good diplomat. Okay. <laughs> there you go, right? Yep. <laughs> right down the middle. <laughs> oh, that's very good. So, so in right 10, 20, 30 years from now, mm-hmm. do you want to have the same kind of practice that you have now? Do you want to be speaking like what what are your kind of ultimate goals for your career with this um so again because of what my past has looked like I realized that I can't control every aspect of my future so I am so grateful for where I am right now I'm grateful for the medicine that I'm practicing the patients I'm seeing um I do think a few years in advance maybe a few few months if I'm lucky but Um, Yeah, I would love to continue to speak, um, you know, do public speaking events, uh, spread this passion that I have with others. I know there's so many people out there struggling with pain, with addiction, um, with chronic health conditions like autoimmune diseases, and they don't, they've tried everything else. They don't know where where else to turn. I'd love to, um, you know, share my message and say, maybe combine combine the two. Maybe it doesn't have to all be about the medicine or all be about the alternative uh, way of uh, medicine, but a combination of both. And just, I think it's really important to let people know that you're there 
to listen and that you're there to walk alongside them in this journey towards like ultimate health and wellness. Everybody who is going through their own health challenges, I think can attest to that feeling where you feel like you're, you've either fallen through the cracks of the medical system or you're just alone and you're waiting from specialist appointment to specialist appointment. And because I've walked that walk, I re I know the value of having somebody not somebody's not going to take away the pain magically, but just to say that, you know, I'm there and I'm here and here's what you can do in the meantime. Here are a few tips you might not have known. So just to um, give them a little bit of control over an uncontrollable situation. And so I'd love to continue to spread that message. Um, I have an idea for, you know, to share my journey in a book. So maybe that, you know, stay tuned for that. I, as I said, you know, would love to have kids. So me and my husband of nine years, my amazing partner, who's been with me through, you know, the really rough stuff and the really great stuff and is still still here, <laughs> which is a testament to him and his patience and strength. Uh, we've done fertility treatment. So because of my uh, many surgeries, I won't be able to carry the child, but we've frozen our embryos. And so hopefully in the next few months, we'll look for a surrogate. So I would love to start a family and yeah, I think I, you know, I've been in many hospital beds thinking that this was it. This was the way I'd live my life in a horizontal position. So for me to literally be upright, uh, have finished my degree and able to see patients and help them on their journeys is I am so I'm so grateful for where I'm at right now. So, yeah. I love that you put it that way. That's that's awesome because I think a lot of people will get an obstacle like you may have had and just shut down on their dreams or whatever their goals are. And you're just like, no, there's alternatives now with science and medicine and everything. There's alternatives to anything, and, and you can never really shut something down. You know, like that every opportunity is there. You, you really want and I, it, and, and I think keeping that in your in your vision, like in that horizon of saying, maybe you are horizontal in bed right now, or you feel, you know, you're in the fetal position and you just don't know when your next break is going to be or how to get out of this dark hole. Keep something in that horizon that gives you hope. There has to be one, one little smidgen of a thing. And for, for me, it was just walking across that stage of graduation. And it took me, like I said, double the amount of time as a normal person but I kept that focus thinking that I will do that. And it was a lofty goal for me at the time, but that's what motivated me to get out of bed in the morning. And I just had that vision of me walking across that stage of me sitting across, um, sitting across the desk of me and that patient in that room. And I'd be able to help them. And I thought, okay, I, this is what I'm doing this for. This is what I'm, you know, lifting my head up off the pillow for. And it sometimes is small small goals like literally of getting out of bed and that's the goal for the day and if you did that fantastic if you brushed your hair wonderful like it can be small goals but keep something that gives you hope to literally rise your head from that pillow and um yeah I hope I inspire somebody today to do that I I well you've inspired me to do it for sure (laughs) (laughs) we do have to go to commercial break and then we've got about 10 minutes left with Shabita after the break everyone see you in a moment Have 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you are tuned in to team wealth radio to join in the conversation send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com that's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We only have Shabita here for the last 10 minutes. So sad. Shabita, it's been so great having you on the show. <laughs> oh, it's been so much fun. I was just telling you at the break. This is awesome. I love it. <laughs> it's a blast. I, I it really is enjoy a blast. It. I just figured, I mean, there's some, some somebody out there who doesn't want to speak up yet, and they're not ready to talk about whether it's their physical or mental or spiritual or emotional or whatever uh, health that they may be struggling with. And it's nice that there's a voice each week <laughs> that they can listen to and just kind of hear that there's somebody out there that's gone through what they're going through and that they've been able to overcome it through great people like you, Shavita. So a lot of our listeners are young um, and they're technology driven. So do you have any app suggestions that really would help them, whether it's with anxiety or physical or emotional health or anything like that that you would suggest? Absolutely. So we talked a little bit about mind over uh, matter, mind body medicine, and an app that I really love and I use myself is called Headspace. And you can get 10 free sessions. So it's completely free to try the first 10 for about, I think they're 10 minutes each, I believe. I've now gone on to buy the complete package because I'm in love with it so much. And the guy's voice is super uh, relaxing. It just is uh, little mini sessions that help you to begin the process of meditation. And so meditation, just to try and sit at peace for a few minutes, even if it's literally for two minutes, he does these like two, three minute breaks in your day. We all have at least that much time, hopefully. 
and to zone out, zone in and recognize our thought patterns and just sit within ourselves, sit with the quiet. And when, and when people say meditation, oftentimes they think that um, I have to, you know, not think of anything and they get really stressed out when they've got lots of thoughts. Meditation is just watching those thoughts pass by. It's not about stopping the thoughts at all. So just um, don't think that you're doing it wrong or because you thought you did it wrong in the past, you can't try it again. Give it a try. Go to Headspace, download the app and, and see. And I hope it brings you some peace, some relief. The other two apps that I, I really like is Calm. And Calm is just very similar to Headspace. It's got a ton of different guided meditations. Um, even for people struggling with insomnia, can't sleep or can't shut off the racing thoughts, they've got some sleep guided meditations so you can do right before bed so perhaps give that a try and then gratitude it's just literally called gratitude and what the app is is uh, kind of a glorified gratitude journal so maybe at the end of the day they ask you a few questions like you know what are you thankful for today what went well today and what I found is I didn't really think that it was helping me at the time but when I looked back at some of my old um, old entries I thought, oh, yeah, I am. That is a good thing that happened. Or, yeah, I, I enjoyed that time that I did that. <laughs> and so sometimes reading back, it's just like you keeping a journal. But I'm really bad about writing down in a journal every day. So I find when it's on my phone, it's just super quick. And literally, if it's two lines, it's two lines. But it's something that I can go back and reflect on a bad day. And it's when you need, like, you need it during those bad days, when you think that everything sucks and nothing is going right. And I look back at the app um, in my past entries and it gives me a little bit of hope, a little bit of joy in those moments. So those are some apps that I would recommend our listeners or your listeners uh, look into. That's awesome. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them, their phones are in their hand all the time. So if they can take that two minutes out of the day to focus on their own mental and physical well-being. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we only have about three or four minutes left, but I I was just kind of curious if there's someone out there listening and they're struggling with whatever, whether it be physical health, mental health, um, and they're the people that are in their immediate circle don't believe in anything alternative or or don't believe in medicine or anything like that and really don't know, um, are really not guiding them in the way they want to be guided. How do you suggest that people educate themselves? Like, how do they start to open up the doors? Because you can't trust everything, and there's a lot of scams and things like that out there as well. So how do they best educate themselves if they really don't have anyone like you that they can talk to in person in their local community? Right. So um, that's a that's a good question. It's a tough question. I mean, we all have access to the Internet. There's a ton of stuff out there, and it is a matter of weeding through the um, reputable sources versus the quote-unquote fake news. But I would literally just start at some of these apps, I think, because I think when we start to tune into ourselves and really cut out all the other chatter, uh, that's when we try to, that's when we focus on what is uh, truly important. And the other thing I would suggest for teens to do is reach out to Uh, elder in the community so whether it's your teacher if your parents not listening maybe a teacher maybe a counselor will uh, maybe a school nurse somebody in the in the health profession so um, you're you're able to go to your doctor now as a teen and they have to keep confidentiality so if you can't trust or you don't feel comfortable with a parent to discuss some of the things that you're going through 
speak to speak to a doctor and that'll be confidential and um, start there to ask them what they think and resources that they feel are reputable. And then there are some websites that that are helpful, like, you know, naturopathic medicine journals, naturopathic doctor news and review, uh, WebMD, things like that, like that, you know, Dr. Oz, <laughs> as, you know, commercial as it is, he does have some really good things. So places where you know um, that a lot of people have visited and are reputable, you can you can start there for, you know, t- dipping your toe in mm-hmm. in this. Yeah, and, and I think one of the greatest things about naturopathy is that you can start very slow on your own, and it's not something that's going to hurt you, like Absolutely. taking dairy out of your diet or gluten out of your diet and eating more vegetables, for example. Like, you know that that's not going to hurt you, so it's like, why not try that at the beginning? You know, you don't have to take a pill or something like that to see if it makes a difference, just adding Absolutely. exercise. Like, like my brother, when he was really struggling with his depression for so long, and it was medication after medication, and it just never made the difference that he needed, and then he started started exercising and cut out dairy and gluten and a few other things and he just started running every day on a treadmill and he went from needing heavy medication and still not feeling great to to really very very minimal amounts just to keep balancing his brain chemicals and I mean it changed his life so and it was That's a little amazing. a little change. And they show that diet and exercise, really, you start with the lifestyle changes for a lot of these, um, for mental illnesses. And yes, you do need to balance the brain chemistry, but we're taught in naturopathic medicine to start from least invasive to most invasive. And that is exactly what you're talking about. Least invasive would be removing, like looking at your diet, looking at your breath. A lot of us don't take a deep belly breath to activate that parasympathetic nervous system and get into rest and digest mode. Mm. And if we just take a deep belly breath, if we're looking at our diet, what can we remove from it? What can we add to it? Instead of thinking, I can't eat this, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. What can you add into it? Uh, What's a colorful vegetable, colorful fruit that you can add into your diet? So it is starting at the very basics. Uh, Water. Teens probably aren't drinking enough. Cut out the pop, add, add in water, flavor it with lemon, cucumber, raspberries, whatever it may be. And, and see if you feel better. And I can almost guarantee you that you will start to. And mm-hmm. I'm always here to help. So <laughs> know that as well. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I, in your bio, we'll put some information on how to learn more about what you do and the clinic that you work at and everything like that. Okay. For sure. Absolutely. I'd love to help anybody that is in the downtown area or over telehealth. So I'm accessible mm-hmm. to anybody um, over telehealth. And it's complimentary for those first, you know, 15, 20 minutes. So please know that there are resources available. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Shabita. I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and sharing your wealth of knowledge. And I think it's so funny that we we were in elementary school together. So yes. if, if I'm 34, I'm still a little bit younger. Yeah. <laughs> it's my birthday and I'm in November. It um, counts, it counts. You're younger. <laughs> I'll give that to you, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it, man. I'm taking yeah. everything back that I can keep. <laughs> But oh, thank goodness. you for what you do. Thank you for this amazing uh, resource and service that you do. We appreciate it as healthcare professionals and just as a human. So thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. I hope everyone learned something uh, today. Please check out the bio when it's on iTunes. You'll be able to see any more information about Shibita and all these great alternative things that you can look out for if you want to improve your health. And we'll see you guys again, same time, same place next week on Team Health Radio. Have a good week, everyone. Thank 
Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Oh, 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 oh